This is a Mr. Thrive Media production. Don't you wish life were like the game Candyland? Candy being handed out at every corner. But we all know that life gives you lemons, not candy. We have a choice in every moment, though, of what we're going to do with those lemons. One of those options is the cliche we hear all the time to make lemonade. A few years back, a colleague was introducing me to some global leaders at the Milken Institute Global Conference. And before I could even open my mouth to answer the question of what I do, she said, Kaylee is the queen of making lemonade out of lemons. I had the chills. In one breath, she nailed my essence. Being queen lemonade doesn't just mean that I make lemonade out of lemons, but one of my life's missions has been to help others see the lemonade in their lives. So I wanted to create Lemonade Land as a place where we make lemonade together, where we come together to witness each other's challenges and share our triumphs. In Lemonade Land, we'll celebrate the lemonade that everyday people are creating out of life's toughest moments. As Queen Lemonade, I'm merely here to inspire. Each one of us can make lemonade, and in doing so, we become co-creators of our experience and ourselves. It's what makes life beautiful. I'm Kaylee Zaytuni. Welcome to Lemonade Land. I am thrilled to thank today's sponsor because he's a dear friend and has been a huge part of making this podcast possible. David Kopp is an incredible brand strategist and graphic designer, amongst many other things. You know that phrase, jack of all trades, master of none? Well... (laughs) He masters them all. He's been a dear friend for so many years. Oh my gosh, I can't even remember. It's been well over a decade. And I'm so, so blessed to have him in my life. But I want to share with you today what makes him so unique and why I highly recommend reaching out to him for any branding or design needs. When it comes to brand and design, you know, I've worked with so many designers and I used to work in the nonprofit world and in the corporate world. And for whatever reason, it didn't matter what my title was, I was somehow always involved with a lot of branding and design and sometimes overseeing an entire rebrand. And David is always my first stop when that task is at hand. And what I find so incredible is that especially when I'm working in a corporation, you know, of course, we have to get three pitches and compare. I'm always so amazed by how well David captures the essence of your brand and of you. I've certainly experienced that with myself when he created my logo. I just remember this like feeling of breathing into it. Like, yes, that's so like, that's me. Like, you know, he just he really, really nails that. You know, he's just so good at nailing your essence essence and really getting in there and helping you choose a brand that does actually reflect everything that you want it to and what your ultimate vision is. So he is, oh my goodness, such a unique designer and comes at it also with a really unique understanding of psychology. He's also really good at understanding how something is going to land for your audience. So I highly recommend him. I also want to say he's very reasonably priced and he works for both large corporations, but definitely prefers to be working with startups and And he offers payment plans, which is really important these days. And if you mention my name, he will give you 10% off, which is awesome. That's me just giving you a little sweet lemonade for the day. He's super easy to find. All you got to do is Google him. Type in DK Benjamin. Again, that's the letter D for David, the letter K, and then the name Benjamin. And he'll pop right up at the top. So DK Benjamin, go ahead and search for him. And don't forget to mention my name for that sweet 10% off. That's my little lemonade gift to you today. And thanking David so much for making this podcast possible.
Wow, I'm so excited to tell you about today's guest. Damian Washington has done over 30 commercials and voiceovers for brands like McDonald's, Chex Mix, AT&T, and the NFL. And putting brands aside, of course, as an LA girl, I was pretty impressed when I saw him standing next to Shaq. But why is Damian joining us on Lemonade Land? Well, even though Damien and I only knew each other for 48 hours before this interview, we have something huge in common. Damien has relapsing remitting multiple sclerosis, MS, which as you know, I had for 18 years. And as you're about to hear, the bond between two people when you face such intense illness is instant. Damien is such an inspiration. He uses his experience facing this debilitating disease to empower others with MS through his YouTube vlog, No Stress MS, about life with multiple sclerosis that brings levity to a pretty grim topic. He has an incredible approach to life and I'm so excited and honestly truly honored to have him with us today. But before we get started, it's important to me that you know what MS is. Multiple sclerosis, MS, is an autoimmune disease that affects the central nervous system. The immune cells attack the nerves in the brain and spinal cord. Now, of course, our brain controls almost our entire body, right? So imagine that if the part of your brain that is controlling your walking is affected, you might have a hard time walking, you might have a limp, you might not be able to walk at all, you might have numbness in one of your legs. So really, truly, almost anything can happen, which you're going to learn a lot more about in this episode. And there are different types of MS. The type that I had and that Damien has, yes, had, we'll talk about that, is called relapsing remitting, which means that you have a relapse, which is a lot of symptoms at once, or it's also called an attack or an exacerbation. You'll hear us refer to that. And then you can go into remission, which might not be completely well, it just means that you kind of get to some type of baseline. Now, most people, even in remission, still deal with some day-to-day -day symptoms, most commonly fatigue, cognitive difficulties, and pain. Those tend to be the most common daily symptoms, but every single person with MS, every case is completely different. There are also different types of MS from relapsing or remitting. Those fall into the progressive category, which means that you get one symptom and it gets worse and worse and worse until you're basically unable to use your body. And I've always felt that I'm lucky that my diagnosis was relapsing or remitting, that if I was going to have MS, that was the one to have. So obviously this doesn't answer all the details of MS, but I do want to make sure that if you're listening and you don't know what MS is and you don't have someone in your life with it, that you have a context for what we're about to share from our own personal experiences. While we don't hear about MS a lot in our society, it affects way more people than we often realize. A lot of times, we don't even know that someone sitting next to us might be living with MS because a lot of the symptoms are invisible. You may not know that someone's in pain. You may not know that someone's feeling weak on a particular day. So it's really important to me that this is also an opportunity for people to learn more about MS and what it's like to live with that on a day-to-day -day basis. Now, I do want to shed light very quickly on this unique situation that I am in, that I am now living disease-free. So a few years back, my diagnosis was changed 
to a category called no evidence of disease activity. This is incredibly rare, but it is it is real, which I didn't know about until my neurologist was saying it to me. Um, so you're going to sort of hear that back and forth interplay between Damien and I as I'm relating to basically a lifetime of disease, even though I no longer live with disease today. So hopefully anybody listening knows that there's hope and there's another pathway and uh, hopefully a road to recovery. So without further ado, Damien Washington. You got to do you. You got to do you and have the most wonderful time doing that. I always have the most wonderful time doing that. You are so, you know me so well. <laughs> yeah. Well, clearly game um, recognized game and I'm a guy who lives the same. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I see that. Are you already rapping? We haven't even started. I love that. Oh, well, again, this, this is why I made, this is my job, Casey. <laughs> I love it. Well, you're damn good at it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I've been like cracking up watching your videos. <laughs> it's a strange spot to be in. I have been in working toward a certain Hollywood thing for more than half my life. I have not achieved in the neighborhood of that goal. What the MS community likes about me, what they say about me, is what I not only know that I am, and this is what I do. I work to be able to do this, to be able to affect you in this way. Hollywood, I've been trying like hell for half my life to be like, hey, Hollywood, I'm that guy. Hey, don't you want to look at me? You, you are that guy. <laughs> yeah, they don't give a damn. They don't give a damn. But, so, but people with MS do, which is so interesting that like that's what made you kind of blow up. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's a strange space to be in when you are the thing you are actively working for. Yeah. only gets recognized in so, so much. But the thing you organically do is in the camp 100% of being like, hey, that thing that he's trying to show y'all Hollywood and y'all sleeping on, yeah, this guy, the truth about her. See, <laughs> I don't know how we're going to get through this because you're just going to make me laugh the whole time. Yeah, it's, I mean, I, I pick up what's there. It's you, amazing. You set it up. Trust me, yeah. if, if there's if there's nothing funny in the in the air, Kaylee, that's I'm not gonna make some shit up. So you've already set the stage for all of this. So oh, this you're so you. welcome. I'll take all the credit. So when this you when you. Hollywood just, wakes up, I get credit for this, right? <laughs> You're like that was all me. I didn't know the guy. I knew him for like ten minutes, but I take full responsibility. But I got I did all that, son. I got yeah. dibs on all of that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, when did you get diagnosed? I was 12. Right. This is your story. You was like yeah. a kid. I was a kid. How old are you now? I am 34 now. So just so that everybody knows, he's, uh, you are asking when I was diagnosed with MS. Because that's oh, what we're yeah, going to talk sorry. about today. Look at you. I cannot get over your orange wall. Okay, so I got to tell you the story. <laughs> so I was, <laughs> I was diagnosed when I was 12. And about a year after I started an MS walk team and we, it was like all my, all my friends in middle school, seventh grade, eighth, no, we started walking in eighth grade. Yeah. With the national MS society, we did our MS walk team and it was incredibly successful. And, you know, we were kids and we said, you know what, this is really amazing. It feels so good to make an impact. Let's do it again. So the next year we grew so intensely. We were 300 kids. 
And we were like, we gotta, we gotta up our game on this. So we named our team, which later became its own nonprofit, Yams, Youth Against Multiple Sclerosis. And what color are yams? Orange. <laughs> <laughs> so we would go, our team would go and walk every year in these like bright orange shirts. We would make orange ribbons. There wasn't a color for MS at the time. And at, at the time, the National MS Society was also, because when the ribbons got popular, the MS Society was doing these like, um, like kind of silvery color ribbons. And they were like, because MS is so different, it's different for each person. Like, oh, are you going to dance with me also? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on this story. Because you come no, on I now, just it. keep telling the story. Yeah, every time I do it, I do a show called Use the Pause, and every time I do this with my head, my co-hosts are like, "What? What is that? What are you doing?" <laughs> Please, I know you are not using the frame me. like I am using the frame right oh now. Oh, uh, you're Please too much continue. fun. I we're never gonna. <laughs> you're too much fun. Anyways, so we started going orange, and soon enough, the MS Society picked it up, and they were like, this is bright, and it stands out. There's no other disease that's taken orange yet. So then they went with orange, and then lo and behold, the Nancy Davis Foundation also went with orange. And I was like, hey, we were the first ones. <laughs> so I'm always yeah, very proud out here, to son. see that the MS world has taken this on. And so I'm looking at you going like, um, in my next apartment, I'm subletting <laughs> here, this isn't mine. But yeah, I'm yeah. gonna need a full orange room. So yeah, you're inspiring. Uh, this how this happened. Like this, my lovely wife did everything. Any, uh, I if it was just up to me, okay, I would like. I don't know what my place would look like. I would just have a computer on a cardboard <laughs> box in a corner, and there'd be some random glasses, you know, for water and various beverages in that area. Yeah. Television would be there. Okay, thanks for having this tour of my house. Yeah. <laughs> okay, done. You should be so, an interior decorator. So my <laughs> my lady, um, she what's um, her name? Has a, Angela. 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 Has a, thank you, Angela. Thank you, Angela. I say it all day, every day. Trust me. Yeah. Um, and some, sometimes it's like two p.m. And I'm like, oh, you have not thanked Angela today? Oh, I have not thanked Angela at all today. It's almost 3 o'clock, child. Lord, hey, baby, where you at, baby? Hey, baby thank you. Love. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, That's amazing. That's really special. <laughs> no, seriously. It's, I, know you're, I know you're saying it jokingly, but I also know that you're serious. And that's, it's a special thing to, to actually live that gratitude. So. Well, it's yeah. only, things are only funny because they're true. <laughs> Yes, and now you're very serious. The only way something can be funny. As a guy who's uh, turned many funny things, uh, turn them over, I've turned over funny things for a long time. Yeah, um, well, wait, so only... has that been a big part of living? I mean, for me, I had to learn to joke about my symptoms. That was crucial. Like, that was how I got through it. So luckily, you were already hilarious. So tell me about that. And wait, when were you diagnosed? <laughs> I think all our viewers are like, do you guys even know each other? No, we don't. We're just riffing. Well, right yeah, now. we do though, and that's yeah. why that's why the, the the MS community is a thing. The the community, you know, even if this person does not have the same symptoms you have, or the array, or have done the the same drugs that you that you've uh, done, or had it the same amount of years, you know yeah. what you have had to deal with with the disease. So yep. you 
know that other person has had to deal with, if not the same thing, something similar, something in their own way that you have not had to deal with because right. it's all individual anyway. So this is their MS, and but this is yours. There's right. a common ground, a level playing field. Yeah. And it's not even a level playing field. It's like, you know how you all start at the bottom? But like, if you have MS, it's like, you start down here. <laughs> and like, only people who have MS start down here. Right. And so when you meet another person, you'd be like, oh, you at the knuckle level too? Oh, shoot, man. Everybody else in the world, when they down, they start here, you know? Yes. Yeah. But like, oh, you down here with me? Oh, you know what it is. Oh, shoot. You right. take Copaxone? Oh, man, damn. You know, you should really stop eating meat. You know, like that that's what it is. Right. Everyone else is everyone else is struggling, but we're struggling with like and my daily injections and like yeah. all those pieces. Yeah. Right. There, right. There's a camaraderie that comes with the shared miserable experience that oh, um, so helps sweet. to aid closened bonds or mm -hmm. you know, at the very least, I feel more comfortable with this person than if I had just met this person, period. You know, sure. it's just, yeah. you know, okay, good to meet you. Like, yeah, we cool, we open, blah, blah, blah. It's, you know, it's not, you are still gonna get an authentic me. If you have MS, you are going to get another authentic me. Yeah. And I think that's sort of why the channel um, has had a success because um, I'm an intense guy. <laughs> I hadn't noticed. <laughs> I, I'm an intense dude. I'm a focused dude. I'm a funny guy. I am a scholarly guy. So all of those, these elements that make me me mm. are, go, are more top level to someone I'm more comfortable with, to someone mm. I have a bond, a shared experience, a I can be fully me around this person, even if I don't, even though I might not know them, this person knows me. So if they know me, then I get to be me. I'm good. Are you born and raised from in LA? Yeah. Okay, so like use out, like where? Like in this area that you're in right no, now? No, I, I grew up in the valley. Yeah, I was about to say, you like one of them Valley Jew crews? Okay, so you, <laughs> you was out in the valley. Valley Jew that's, crews. That's the Valley Jew crew. That, my homie Rez, like, I need to text Rez back right now on some shit. Um, but uh, Rez is like, yes, the Reznicks are a proud member of the Valley Jews. And I'm like, okay, yes, okay, please, you know, talk to me. I didn't know, I did not know the Valley Jews were a thing, but now, okay. They were a thing, they were a thing. <laughs> What? So you're in you're in the valley. I'm on the west side. And nice. Yeah, that's where I am right now. I'm on the west side. To get into the bowl. Yeah, you know what it is to get into the bowl, man. And it's a lot simpler to get into the bowl these days. Yeah. No, being in LA, it's so funny because I've been here now for a few months. To be here without traffic is just magic. It's like it's Christmas like every day. It's Christmas every day. I, I like, I, I go out and I, I've just been like, oh my God, I love LA. I don't remember loving LA this much. I mean, it was hard to leave, but I'm just like, this city is just so magical. And now all of a sudden the traffic has started. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm good to go. I can leave now. Yeah, I'm cool. <laughs> I'm go we, um, we was going back to Tel Aviv, right? Yeah, no, I got to go. I got to get Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, bye guys. <laughs> I literally, I just drove up a mile today just to, to the Beverly Connection. 
And it, it like took me 20 minutes. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. And this isn't even full traffic. Like we're not even at full capacity yet. Oh yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, oh, that, yeah. that hurts. It hurts, like, it hurts. For, for what people, are you? Okay. Yeah, don't go. No, I was like, for people listening and don't know who and don't know, or yeah. people watching and don't know, that that was me sitting there doing the math in her head, uh, <laughs> doing the math in my head from where, because I'm I'm in LA, so I know where the hell she is. I know where she is. I know what she's talking about. I, I know what it is. Yeah. And so what's the amount of time you were talking? Oh, 20 minutes? Oh, that one. Technically, that's supposed to take 15, but in regular LA life, it's at least 40 minutes. Yeah, to go <laughs> um, like two miles. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? So the amount of time that she's telling me right now, I understand and I th I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I, can, I can live with that. But people listening, they don't get right. it. They just No, it's us. like my one of my favorite SNL skits is, uh, what are the, I forget what it's called now, The Californians. And, oh, yeah. and they're like, I'm gonna take Bruh. the 405 to the 101 Bruh. to the 118. And, and you Bruh. just know it. And I always wondered like, does anybody Bruh. else in the country get why this is hilarious? Like we actually Bruh. live this way. <laughs> Bruh. No, it's, I think that's when I moved out here. Oh, yeah? From New York? You're from New York, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What made you move? What made you come here? The game, baby. <laughs> uh, I can't <laughs> I remember. appreciate your honesty. I'm the most upfront. Friend. Yeah. <laughs> you know, speak the speech I pray you as I pronounce it to you, trippingly on the tongue, but if they mouthed as many of my players do, I had as leaf the town crier spoke my lines. No, do not saw they had too much with the hands thus, but use all gently. For in the very torrent tempest, and as I may say, whirlwind of his passion, you must acquire and beget a certain temperance that may give it smoothness. <gasps> oh my gosh, you're that good level? Do you enunciate. Is that good levels right there? That's, yeah. That's level Okay, great. We're good. Yeah, Those yeah, are yeah. beautiful levels. Like, you got to get the sound right. I'm sorry that I wasn't. How's mine? No, you're fine. Okay, cool. So surprise, I just decided to go live because we're just having too much fun. So why not? Work with me. We'll just give them a little teaser and then we'll turn it off and then they'll all go have to listen to the podcast. That's right. That's right. Don't talk about it being about it. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen. Okay, so I want to ask you some questions. So, how long have you had MS? <laughs> you look like, you're like, she's not going to ask me anything. You don't look like you, you actually believe we're doing this. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm always a clean slate. Always. So, that's what it is. That's clean slate me. Like, what's your question? Um, I got diagnosed like three, four years ago, something like that. Oh, so it's so fresh. You're a newbie. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm not a, yeah. I'm not a lifer like you, for sure, for sure. Yeah, like you you're a newbie, babe. Story. What do you oh, yeah, What do you need? How can I help? <laughs> that, let me. Let me. I thought you were gonna come and light me. Let me. Let's just take a step back. How? What? Nah. What do you need to learn? <laughs> nah, I'm a new jack. I'm a new jack swing. You know. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. Were you already yeah. married? I, I, yeah. If you, If there's anything off limits, you gotta tell me. We didn't. We didn't go over that beforehand. But I. I really think you should just ask me whatever your brain. Good. 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 So yeah. Um, so tell me about that. Uh, about what? Were you already married when you were diagnosed? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My Angela and I have been together twenty years next month. Wow. So she's wow. Seen, we know each other. You're a baby. Twenty years. 
yeah, yeah. We, we linked up in college and we're still here. Wow, that's amazing. Oh my God, that's incredible. Wow, I, I really love her. Well, because, and you know this, right? How, like Absolutely. disease affects the family. It's not, you're not the only oh. one with MS. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah, wow. So she must be really incredible. She's the one who, um, you know, got me kicked off going to be diagnosed. You can already tell mm, I'm a pretty high energy fellow. <laughs> and um, <laughs> an extraordinarily high energy fellow. I hadn't and noticed. <laughs> it's um, it's even it's 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 such a uh, a part of me. Like I wear it like for a period of time. Yeah. There 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 are people that for a period of time you call me Dash. That's it. So they're like, I know what time period of my life I know this person from. Well, wow. uh, on how they how do they refer to me? If they're like, "Hey, Damien, what's going on?" I'm like, "I either knew you before sophomore year in high school, or you know, after 27." <laughs> but like, wow! <laughs> oh, so that's how she knew something was off with you. So, what we'd walk down the street, and you know, I'd have my arm around her and walking and talking, walking and talking, and she's like, "Something's wrong with you." I don't know what it is. You've been doing this a long time, i.e. walking down the street, you know, at that point for like 16, 17 years. She's like, yo, bro, you've been doing this some time. You ain't doing it the same way, my guy. It's not, something's off, it's off. And like, it's, it's not good, off. Mm. We gotta figure something out. And like I said before, like how I knew something was up. Like that's easy to brush off. Cause like in super hindsight, that's a gate issue. That's a balance issue. That's like right. to see the, the guy who's shaken MS symptoms. I can see those symptoms and be like, oh yeah, no bro, you was, you was hurting, hurting. You know, mm. you totally had MS. Um, but what was, that was, that's easy to sort of dismiss. Um, but, but know that that's a factor that's concerning, but I think about that right now. I was doing a music video. I think it was like the Christmas video. Which one was that? Two, three, four. That's four in the, the Christmas music video about four some odd years ago. Um, mm. And as you, like I say, I'm a pretty high energy guy. You come to my house, like the house, the green screen is set up. All the lights are there. We're, I have four people over here. And it's <laughs> like, all right, get in the frame and I need you to do this. All right, guy. All right, you get a frame. I need you to do that, and now I'll get in here and I'll do this, and then all right, cool. Now I need you to do it. Like that's what I do, um, and so I'm, you know, I'm sort of making this thing happen, um, and people are coming in and out the frame, doing their thing, and I'm. It's time for me to do my thing, and I'm doing my thing, doing my thing, and it's like whoa, you know, it's cut, cut, and I'm like, <sighs> like I'm winded, winded, like. Knees, wow. like I'm on my knees. I am on my knees, like wow. Okay, something, and I, I dramatize it for this reason. Something that's usually an instant thing, as something that is a, a character-defining thing. The yeah. uh, amount of energy that that I can place in a specific point um, mm. was tremendously affected in a way mm. in which I had never known my entire life oh my gosh and so i'm on the floor 
sucking wind. And like, all right, all right, it's cool. Pull it together. You know, you know, I get my stuff together. I get, I get my, my guys to run the gamut again. Like, all right, you know, you get in here, do that. You get in here, do that. Boom. Now I'm going to get in. I'm doing my thing. I'm doing my thing. And it's like, all right, I like cut. And as I'm doing it, I'm like, yo, I don't feel what is going on. And I cut and I'm like, bro, like I'm damn near flat. And I'm like, something's wrong with me. What did you, yeah, what were you thinking? What was going through your head in that moment? In that moment, it was like, something's wrong with me. Am I dying? I asked that also. Where, where is this coming from? Am I dying? <laughs> yeah, you're laughing, but that was a real question. I'm sure of it. I, I asked it twice just now. <laughs> and, but that, well, you know, Angela was already like, look, something's wrong with you, bro. And I'm on the floor after a shoot. And again, like this, this is what I do. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a part I, of your identity. It's, it's a guess. And I'm on the floor. Like mm. I had, I, man, I went rounds with Mike Tyson or whoever the prize fighter is for the younger people. I'm sorry, I'm almost bored of shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I was, I was tossed, man. And wow. so I, that's when I was like, something's wrong with me. So and scary. That's the moment where it's like, all right, Angela, something's wrong. Yes, something's wrong. Let's figure this out. And I went through three doctors. <laughs> and Is that they, all? They, Only three? But this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. Like, I this, think I went to like 20. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. The diagnosis road is so circuitous. Yeah. It's such a haze of doubt. I know I'm not fucking crazy. Also, I'm really sick. Something's wrong with me. Can I just need to know what it is so I can fix it. Yes. Um, you are like speaking my language right now. Because <laughs> I've lived your life and you live mine. Well, I, you but know, I haven't lived yours because you've had it at another stage. Of, you, know, I, you told me when, when you were telling your shit, I was crying. Because it's uh, like, yeah, no, damn. Because I think of... You know, seventh, eighth grade me having to deal with this shit? Oh, bro. Oh, man. It was, it was rough. It, I'm not even going to, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It was rough. I, there are no two ways about it. And what you were just saying that like spoke to me so deeply was, you know, I remember at one point, you know, I'd walk into the office every day, like the school office. Well, for the first two months of my symptoms, I couldn't go to school. So for 60 days, I just missed school. And then I finally started going again when like symptoms kind of improved enough for me to say like, I wanted to be with classmates. I wanted to feel normal, you know? So even if I couldn't go for a full day, I'd go for an hour or two and I'd walk through the front office. And I remember the vice principal would always ask me like, any news? Do you have any idea what's going on with you? You know? And I would say no. And she would say to me, well, no news is good news. And it was like being stabbed in the back. It was like, are you kidding me? Like, it, I asked the same questions you did, right? Like, am I dying? I don't know. No, I just want to freaking know what is going on and what to do. Just want to know. Yeah, that was exactly right. So, you know, I hadn't thought about that, that experience in so long, but you just, as you were speaking, it, it was like, I felt that, that visceral experience inside of like, I just need answers. Like so desperately, I just need answers. 
Oh, baby, <laughs> you're going to make me cry. Oh, no, no, please. I, this, I'm telling you, that's why I, I had to, I made this my job. Okay. Cause you're like, so good at it. I, every emotion is right at the surface. Yeah. And it, I see it, that. It, it, it might be right here. You know, just because I'm, I have to, and if I'm in the public, okay, cool. And I'm like driving because, again, I'm black. So I got to keep my shit down here. Um, oh my God, I can't believe But like nat- naturally, like just what I am, what I am. Yeah. Uh, every, every single emotion is yeah. right here. Right here. So this is really interesting to me because it's a, a lot of, like, you know, a little bit of my story that, that today, you know, my diagnosis is, has changed to no evidence of disease activity, which is like my, right. my best. <laughs> I like want to celebrate that for days. But one of the biggest things, and this is what I'm so curious about from what you're saying is, you know, people always ask me, how did you do that? And that's a, that's a pretty long story, but one of the biggest things about illness is that the body stores all emotion, everything. And so a lot of our symptoms are, um, are stuck emotions. But if you're always up here and your emotions are like, you're, you process them, you get them out, you let them out. I'm sitting here going like, why does this kid still, what, how is that possible? Why are you still having symptoms? I just want yeah. like, hold yeah. on, science. This yeah. is not, something is wrong. <laughs> like, science I need to have a talk with your well, body. Well, science be damned. <laughs> yes. Like, no, it's, it's a, 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 not strange, but like, no, yeah. Like, a, if a lot of our symptoms are brought on by things that we have held on to, you know, emotionally, and that's, that's part of, you know, the disease process, I, you know, who knows what it is, like, once disease has set in, or, or even if you manage to let go of uh, some of those things, it's in you, man. It's in you. It's now yeah. just because like, you were, you cried over you know that person being mean to you at work, and you fucking jerk. I told you about that shit, and now you just cried and you let it go. You told it to you shrink about it, and you don't got MS no more. Well, okay, so this is interesting. So, um, one of the things that I so so I now work with with people with chronic illness, especially MS, to get long-term relief from their symptoms. So the first stage is connecting with their emotions. But then sometimes when we see that disease still hasn't let up, like you've just described, like it's like that disease is still in the body. A lot of it is reteaching the body because to a certain extent, the body has now just learned this and hasn't gotten the memo that it doesn't have to still behave this way because now I am in touch with my emotions. So what you're describing is actually, it's something I do a lot with clients and it's a process, it's a journey. But it's actually reteaching the body a different mechanism for handling things and actually let, reminding the body like, oh, no, 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 I'm dealing with this now. You don't have to process this emotion anymore because I'm showing up. So maybe one day you and I will do that together because I would love you to be symptom free. I want to, if you can share, so you, you were on a path to be in Hollywood, which it's so interesting to me how you were saying like, Hollywood's not listening because... I'm seeing your commercials and, and <laughs> crying from laughter. And I'm like, I don't get it. How are you not everywhere? Um, but, but to me, that's also massive success. So, so, okay, we will get to that. But what my question is, is like in the, in the span of that and you trying to build your acting career, in that you were diagnosed, 
What is that like for you today? What symptoms are real for you today? Tell me about that. The realest symptom uh, right now, strange feelings in the toes, these mm. knee spasticity, right. um, balance yeah. is still wonky. Fatigue, those are the main things that like I keep, that are still like right here. Like the freaking the optic neuritis and the constipation and the freaking uh, not learning sign, but like the other symptoms yeah. that I have progressed beyond. Even as you're saying fatigue, you're still energetically right now in this interview with me. And like, I don't know how you're even sitting still. You're like bouncing off the walls. Um, <laughs> and even with that, like, I've also been watching your other videos, it, you know, just in the last couple of days, you bring so much energy. So is that, do you crash afterwards? Like how, how do you balance that? How do you, how do you maintain and manage your energy through, through your work and your art? Just cause it's like MS, different things, different days. Um, and if the vlog is long and I'm like, why, why did I write this fucking long thing? <laughs> I'm standing here. Cause you know, you can't have the AC on. So like right. the roof, the windows are closed. The thing I saw, I'm like, all right, it's getting hot in here. How much fucking copy do I gotta read? And of course I'm standing while I'm doing it. So I'm like, ah. So and it does know, weigh on you. The 20 some odd years that I've been standing in front of cameras and like going. Um, I'm like, oh, okay, so I'll pick from this and go, and you know, um, uh, do the thing. Um, that must be so hard to like, because you're such a natural, right? So just for people to know, we, we don't actually know each other. And everyone else I've interviewed, like, yes. I have a long history <laughs> with. And I'm like, I randomly write to you on Instagram two days ago. I'm like, I love what you're doing. Thanks for supporting the MS community. And all of a sudden, like, here we are 48 hours later. <laughs> Talking stuff Instagram. on a Zoom. <laughs> Thank you, Instagram. Thank you, Internet of Things. Isn't that amazing? It's so amazing. that I'm just thinking how hard that must be because... So you, you know, I was diagnosed as a kid. I didn't have to change careers accordingly. I, I didn't actually, yes, my life became very limited and I, I had to adapt a lot, but I didn't have to suddenly, you know, work less hours or, you know, I was in school. That's easy to accommodate in a, in a way, easier. It's not going to affect like income and, you know, paying rent or anything at that time. So when I started to work, when I started my professional life, I went in, I think, with a very different mindset. So I'm just like, what is that like for you that your job, your passion, your talent, right? Here we are, and within minutes, you've got me laughing my ass off. Like, you've got all this energy. What is that like to know that, like, if you could, you would stand in front of the camera for 20 hours, but there are days where it just stops you, whether you like it or not, and whether you have a heads up or not. There are two jobs um, the McDonald's spot that I'm in and the realtor.com spot that I'm in where <laughs> I was like, you book a job. First of all, that's a big deal. It's but awesome. It's a big deal when you book. Well, it's not a big deal because you can still get cut from the spot and, or the spot might not run as long as you would think. Or Trust me, I have been cut from more commercials than people have booked. Okay. <laughs> like if I was to be queen uh, to somebody, I'd be like, hey, okay, first of all, <laughs> I have booked, I have been cut from more commercials you booked. Okay. Um, 
Well, <laughs> those two jobs um, were the jobs where I was like, yo, I, my gate is messed up. So, yo, I am, I don't got no gas right now, man. Wow. I plead, I did, in the realtor.com, I had to, I held the dog. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, so you have to hit the mark. I can't really even see the mark anymore. Wow. So you, you have to hit the mark, hold oh the dog, oh say the words, have a thought about the words before you say them so that they come out different each time and organic and lively and full of why the, I'm paying you right now. Yeah. And, and that commercial, Elizabeth Banks was one of the people in the spot. So it's like, I'm like trying to see this thing. I got this dog. My knees and my legs are like, Ugh. Oh no. Uh, what I'm hearing is like, there wasn't just physical fatigue. If it's like, it's like that cognitive fog. Like you're reminding me, I haven't experienced that in years. Thank you, God. But it took me back to that feeling of like, this should be simple. I should be able to do this, but how come I can't do two things at once all of a sudden? Just spinning and swimming and like, mm. This is a simple thought that I'm trying to think. What? Yeah. Hold up, hold up, hold up. No, this is a simple thing. What? Yeah, you're like in cement. You're like going through cement. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, the, uh, uh, but I think the point of that whole story was like, yo, I was able to hold it together a couple more takes, you know, Thank goodness I was like, yo, because yo, you guys, I need, I need a break. I, I didn't want to say like, hey, I have MS. Um, I'm going to need a break right now. But I certainly will. And I do recommend people do. But <laughs> I, know, I know what it is to be in the arena. Okay? Yeah. So I know what it is to call for the break. So I know what uh, the gladiator I am. Now, I'm not a... <laughs> The super duper red, but y'all motherfuckers really got ten more minutes before yeah. I'm gonna have to just be like, um, I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need ten clicks. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and just so I won't have to be that dude to be like, um, excuse me, can I have ten, please? I'm going to be in my red zone right now because I'm working, and this is wow. how I've worked in. So you just have to power through. It really, it's, it's a, it's your, like MS, it's personal. It's so, personal. Um, you know, if I was another dude, I'd have been like, I need a break it, because I'm me. I'm like, well, I'm not going to break. I am three minutes away from breaking and they called a break at a minute and a half. And I'm like, yes. Right. Yeah. Now I hobble back to my um, honey wagon <sighs> and, um, do my thing and like drink my water and have all of my food there that I brought with me to sad. Wow. Ugh. Oh man. Wow. So, yeah. but now you're so public with it. So now if you get a gig, I'm assuming that people would know. Uh, well, with uh, the spots, nah, not really, unless they came to get me. Um, but in any mm. other space, internet, any other space other than, hi, I'm Damian Washington. You're not gonna know that I have. Yeah, you, you know. Excuse me. You know I have MS in any other space. Right. But in the commercial box, I'm just that um, 
nerdy, quirky, um, good looking, not too good looking, excuse me, not modelly handsome, um, a black guy who's good with comedy. I'm like trying so hard to not react because I'm like, I don't, I don't want to make your wife uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm just like, no, no. all of the things you just said make you so attractive. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know how, like you yeah. listed those things as if they make you not attractive. And I'm yeah. just like, no, man, you just keep going up on the scale in my book. <laughs> no, try, try, this is what these breakdowns read like, Kaylee, like the, wow. um, I, I, I was, you know, I'm not a quite, not an obsessive. Yeah, I'm an actor. So I, I'm, when I'm on something, yeah, obsess. So I know what I am, man, because I, I know what I sell. I know what McDonald's, Fruit of the Loom, the NFL, I know what they saw in me specifically with mm. these words. That's amazing. Um, and that's what I sell. So... I'm not a heartthrob, but I'm not a character actor. It's so interesting <laughs> because the whole time, you know? like literally, and I, and I told you this even when we were first just messaging, one of the things that just made me light up and actually write you was, you know, there are plenty of people who are doing great things for the MS community, but you're so authentic and you're so real and you are hilarious as you do it. And I love how you show up fully as you. And and what you're what you're sharing with me is actually really inspiring to me. This is something I'm personally working on is just owning my identity. I'm I'm trying so hard to be more authentic and to be more sincere when I am being recorded and when I am on screen. And I just did an interview with J.R. Martinez. Actually, that episode just came out today on his podcast. And afterwards, I called him and I was like, because he asked me a question. And, or no, he made a comment to me and I really, there was like a response I really wanted to say, but I filtered myself. And I, and so I yeah. called him afterwards. I was like, I just want you to know, like, like that this was how I, I felt. And he was like, oh man, I wish you would have said that. Why did you filter? I was like, I don't know. I don't know how people are going to receive that. It's pretty out there. It was about like talking to, to the other realm. And, um, and, <laughs> and so, so seeing how you show up and you're not just showing up as it, you're actually defining that. You're describing that. This is who I am. I'm the nerdy guy. This is like, this is how I am. This is who I am. And this is what you're going to get. It's just, I just want you to know, it's like, it's so fantastic for me to hear. I don't even care if our like audience needs to hear it. I personally needed to hear that. No, really. I, it's, I'm trying to step into this and to be this person because I've learned from my journey. There are many people who have healed themselves from, from chronic illness but they don't get to be very public about it because it's very rarely confirmed medically. And that is so unique. And so <laughs> I wish everyone could see what you're doing right now. <laughs> you're amazing. Thank you for celebrating. Thank you. Um, I'm here with you. Yeah, I feel it. I feel it. So when my neurologist, you know, actually confirmed this for me and said this to me, which I didn't tell him anything I was doing while I was on the path, to healing and he just turned to me one day and said like you're done with ms and i was if you you can imagine how floored i was because who knew that was a thing and but i took that as as really a message from god as like you have to shout this from the rooftops and you have to go inspire others and help them to live healthy lives and so 
I'm trying so hard right now to own the person that I've become through the journey. And anyway, so you're just inspiring me mm. and, and a great example mm. of how to just show up and be mm. real and be raw um, mm. and not filter. So, so thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Those are <laughs> kind, kind words. And it, I am practiced in being my authentic self um, for what, whichever is the audience. That's why I spoke to you about cussing. I was like, I cuss? Shit, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. If I can cuss, then I get to do this realm of things as well and play in here. There's mm -hmm. always, there's, I'm not sure what part of the ego or the human psyche that um, is the thing that makes a performative or put me on. I am here to talk to you now. I'm not sure what that is, but it's certainly a thing. And it's a thing that can be developed and practiced and cultivated. Mm. Like I'm a guy who like my mom saw at me when I was really young. And mm. like she saw like, like I could, I could read certain things. And she's like, you were three, you read that? Like yeah. <laughs> the type yeah. of thing which is like, all right, let's grow that. So I've just had more years of doing it. Wow. And like, I'm just, it's just I'm so good at it because I've just had the practice. Um, That's amazing. Go mom. <laughs> the practice. I mean, go mom. The idea that you will always be appropriate uh, because you're an adult human being is something that you've got to wear. Yeah. And it feels the disconnect is in what you think an adult or like your thoughts on what you are representing to other people in the thing. I have to say that. <laughs> no, well, that's, that's, that's it. They're yeah, just, that's it. So it's so you're saying this at a time in our society when we have to, I find like walk on eggshells to be politically correct. And, and I find that we can't be our true authentic selves a lot of times. So how do you deal with that? Anyone can say anything they want to say anytime, always, whether or not it's correct, whether or not it's going to be received well, Amen. whatever. And that's at any given point of, of human history. Yes. Step one, step one, and whatever the cancel culture or the PC culture or the culture of the people you think's uh, opinion perhaps could be important. It, like, no, there's no. It's like you think it's too much. Ah, I love this. Like we're here. It is is me and it's you and you be your most appropriate authentic self like there's not much that i'm not doing right now because it's not who i am like i would be like you know like and then you know just doing something just for crazy silly uh, you know dumb raunchy sake i might say some raunchy shit i might say some funny shit but you know i'm cool breeze you know it's just what i am Love and it. the idea that one, even if one is offensive, 
knowing that what you could say are saying could be considered offensive, could be considered controversial. Hopefully, you're wise enough to be able to put another set of words around your idea so that you're not coming at from the same way everybody says something and then the automatic response is, well, it's defensiveness and now you are, you know, having to contain the thing that you right. really could have avoided if you just said the same thing another effing way. Yeah. Um, I, th I think that, you know, people don't give themselves enough credit for that. Yeah. And it's yes. that of their ability to do that. And like, yes. yeah, I might feel like saying this, but you know what? I think, I don't know who the hell you are, but this might affect your opinion of me in a way in which I would have to do way too much for uh, you to come back to where you are right now. And now you like me again and like whatever. whatever. Right. So I'm going to make sure that I'm going to remain in my truth, but present it in a way that's palatable to, for you. And if you don't eat it, fine. Right, which is, which is also, I think, about interacting from a higher level of consciousness where you can be true to yourself, but address the fact that there is nuance and, and be okay with saying, hey, you know, we may not agree on this, but this is my truth and here's why it's my truth. That doesn't mean that I also believe X, Y, and Z, right? To be able to kind of address that and give more breadth and depth to it, I think is so important. I think we're so quick to shoot from the hip and then take that one blanket statement. But like, no, there can, there can be depth and nuance. And, and I think we need that so much in our society. Well, it's also just real. It's just real. It's never clear cut. Authentic. Authentic, you can, yeah. You can, you, can, you can be offensive, sure. But when somebody offends me, I am more impressed by their authenticity. Mm. <laughs> They are, in fact, authentic. If they're just representing um, a nasty thing, mm -hmm. that's something that I'm just like, eh, I'm like, ew, that's gross. So right. then, never mind. It doesn't matter how authentic you are. You're a fucking moron. Right. But if it's like, oh, well, that's strange. It made me laugh in a, a certain way. Then I, I probably shouldn't laugh. <laughs> it's like, no, that person is standing in their truth, and like, it's you. You only, It's only funny because it's true. That's so interesting. Well, wow. I sort of love that it. you brought that. It's like, it. that's a that's a great perspective. I like that. I haven't I haven't thought about it from that perspective, but you gave me food for thought. That's <laughs> it. So tell me. So I want to ask you other things. I'm going to go a completely different direction. Okay. So so this is Lemonade Land, and you have made incredible lemonade in two ways um, that I have seen so far. I'm sure there's so many ways that I don't know about. Um, and, and as I get to know you, I'm sure we're going to discover so much more. So one piece is, you know, you've been, you were vlogging and, and trying to grow your audience. Um, and that did not take off, um, until, and you're going to tell us when, but until you got your MS diagnosis and you'll tell us all about that in a second. So in, so it's interesting to me that you went from things not taking off and then totally pivoted and just skyrocketed with that. So like you made lemonade in with your career. And the other thing I, I just also wanna shine a light on is how much you are educating people with MS. And so many people get a diagnosis without then 
doing something about it. And that's not at all a criticism or a judgment. It's so much to live with MS. Like that I always say it's a full-time job. <laughs> like that's it. It's a full-time job. Try to do anything else on top of that, even let alone just like have a friend. And you're out there and you're educating people. And like, I'm on top of the research and I'm learning from you. Like, I don't know what your folic acid was. <laughs> I went and looked that up. I was like, should I be ordering that right now? Um, yeah, girl, it's the new new. You better get up on it. What's wrong with you, girl? You slack. <laughs> well, I did my research and there are a, a potential side effects. So I'm waiting for no more studies. But, um, so, so tell us about that. What motivated you from going from facing a shift in your career directly impacted by disease to now being a spokesperson for people living with MS? Like, oh my gosh. I, I, you know, I could not have planned on it. It wasn't like I was, you know, on bed rest from my lung bar puncture. Like, I'm going to create a show and become a spokesperson for the person with putting people out there in the world with multiple scrolls too. Yeah, nobody's thinking anything <laughs> after a lumbar puncture, okay? All you're thinking is like, it would have been easier to actually shoot myself. That would have hurt less. <laughs> like, that's all oh. you're thinking after a spinal tap. <laughs> Bro, like, did you want to take a look in there? Bang, here you go, just look at the shit. Is yeah. it fine? Okay, cool. Cool, it's thought... oh, it's not fine? The worst experience of my life, like by far. And I had three. And ever I'm just like, no. Like you could not pay me enough to ever Why? do that again. Why ever. did you have three? Oh, uh, such a long story. Well, the first time, okay, so get this. So, you know, I'm a 12-year-old seeing a, a, a regular neurologist, not a pediatric specialist or anything. And so he's used to, you know, just someone comes in with these symptoms and he's used to just doing a spinal tap right there on the spot, no questions asked, just like, okay, we have to do this exam right now, you know? And he describes it to me and I was like, I don't think that that's a good idea. And he's like explaining it to my parents and is like, this is a totally normal procedure. I'm like, I don't, I don't like this idea. My parents are also saying like, this doesn't seem safe right now. Like, don't, like, she's a kid. Shouldn't there be some kind of anesthesia? And he's like, this is normal. I do this every day. I mean, what a jerk. Like, yeah, you do it every day for adults. Like, this is a child, you know? So anyways, he goes for it. I immediately move because it's so painful that I jerk. So he's like, well, now I'm not going to be able to get any fluid. I mean, just if you could imagine the level that I hate this man, hate this man, okay? Anyway, so that was the first one. Obviously, he didn't get anything out of it. The second one, I was anesthetized, but could still feel, so it was uncomfortable, but not painful. And the third time um, was an emergency situation where I was on Tysabri. This was years later. I was maybe like, like 20 at the time, maybe, maybe a couple years older. And I was on Tysabri, and I don't know if you know, but there's a, a big black box warning with Tysabri. There's a high risk of PML. Oh my God, you're going to make me cry. Um, <laughs> so hard you was cry. already making me cry. Forget you right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. This is my fault, I guess. I'm watching you cry. So I was on Tysabri and started having all kinds of weird things happen. And so my doctor was like, we don't have time to wait for MRI results. We have to do a spinal tap right now. And they didn't have time to like bring in a team to do like full anesthetics. So she was like, I'll do local. It was hell. And not to make you squirm even more. But for some reason, I don't know why, but for some reason, they couldn't, the fluid was moving so slowly that I had to sit there with that needle in my back 
for like 40 minutes. Like usually you do what it. What the fuck is wrong with you, Kaylee? <laughs> oh, so now it's my fault. Oh yeah. yeah. We're not blaming my body, my amazing body that is healed. Oh, and that right. so much. This is not a time to point a finger at my body. <laughs> We're hugging wow. it out. I'm loving wow. my body right now. Um, yeah, 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 no, yeah. it was hell. Yeah, so anyways, all of this mm. to say, nobody thinks about mm. anything after a lumbar puncture. But mm. that was a really long answer to, um, mm. to me asking you a question about how you weren't expecting to turn your whole career around and, and to be the face of MS, but tell us about no. that no. now that the audience is vomiting and, and no. cringing. <laughs> they had to literally stop and be like, no, no needle. Uh, well, one, one of the homies, he's, he's, an, he's an actor. You know, he's, he's on a, a Netflix show right now. And you know, we're, you know, we're actors. And so, you know, and like I said, we all, we're, you know, we have a mutual friend and a connection to our, our high school. To get, like, we went to the high school at different times. And so, like, we had a common teacher. And this, this teacher was like, uh, and I'm friends with him because I'm yeah. almost 40. So <laughs> I'm friends with him. <laughs> yeah. Um, and when it was like, oh, you moved to LA? I'm like, yeah. He's like, yo, you, 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 you need to talk to this one guy. That's one of my students. Like, he's, he's come around, he's done some things, he does a whole thing. Y'all two need to know each other. So we vibe. Um, and, like, he had a YouTube channel, like, 20,000 subs, like, something, something, like, something crazy. Amazing. Um, and one day we were, like, just vibing at his crib. We were just talking stuff, talking, chopping it up, talking game. And he's like, yo, bro, you need to start a blog, man. And I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> he's like, yo, bro, bro, I don't know what you would talk about. I don't know what it would do. You would figure it out. It would be fine to kind of squirm your way through like 50 videos. It's okay. But you should do that. And then, you know, we continued vibing and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And um, so at bed rest, you know, um, when you're there on your back, you can do nothing but pee and sleep for 14 days. Oh, my God. Um, uh, you can't move. You lay there. You can't move. And you, you shuffle to the bathroom. Yeah, or crawl. And that's, or crawl. I, I'm really good at the crawl. Okay. You yeah, know what it is. I know. Get up there, and you know you got to be down if the toilet is up there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Get up there. Yeah, then you, then you pull up. Get up there, use the toilet, and then get back, crawl your ass back to the bed. Yeah. Somewhere, somewhere in that period, I was like, you know, your man said you got to, you know, how, how else are you going to make content? Like, you know, mm -hmm. we, cause again, by that time I had already done like 30 commercials <laughs> and wow. still couldn't, couldn't, you know, I could not say more than five lines on a television show. Oh my gosh. Just cause of how the game goes. And that's not the type of agent that I have. Or like, I've got this big agency with all these departments and I went to the voiceover department I booked and they put me in the commercial department that I booked, but they won't put me in the film and TV. Um, so, on both coasts. It's so crazy. So it's like, you know, I'm literally, literally helping to pay the rent in this place off of these commercials, these commercials. 
Perhaps you would like to maybe see if I could book some other things? Because I booked in another department, maybe? Not. Nah, it wasn't really popping off like that. And, you know, wow. I was still running around town trying to, you know, do the showcase to see the agent, to make, like, all that stuff. Mm. And it's, it can be exhausting. Um, yeah, of and, course. And, and frustrating. And you don't really all always make that achievement. Like you do a lot of the stuff and then maybe not the all of it, but then maybe you do all of it and then maybe you need to literally do all of it five times over over the course of two years uh, before oh you gosh. maybe get the nibble that might be <sighs> the person that you, you know, vibe with. Um, yeah, that's a long like Dude, how do you stick that um, out? Oh my gosh. Well, it's that's an entirely different thing for an entirely and the, the, ne the next episode, thing. yeah. For sure, for sure. I so I I say all of that to be like, ooh, we see what a light I am and what I have done at the professional level for so long, mm -hmm. but yet have to work to maybe. I guess I'll yeah, I'll see you type of thing yeah. a lot of that sort of gets put put in a different light when you have a youtube following when you are able to do something else in the space mm. um, that these nerds haven't figured out wow that's so interesting so it's like you have to pave your own path if you're lucky and if you can if you're lucky and if you can well, and you again are. that's kind of where the vlog I'm incredibly disciplined, ridiculously focused, um, and I'll just leave it at that. Being in that, like, that bare-ass time period, for sure, for sure. I don't know what I vlog about. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But I think that I won't be on bare-ass for the rest of my life. And I think that was the time period where it was like, okay, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just gonna just, I have to ship a video. Adam says I have to ship a video every week. Okay. And I shipped a video, like look at, scroll all the way back. Okay. You can, you'll see my first video. It's the first one, um, it's funny. Um, but <laughs> there's like a few of them where it's like, what the hell is am I supposed to watch for the next four minutes? <laughs> uh, and that was just kind of me, and I can only see this in hindsight, getting, even though I'm comfortable on camera with scripts and know what I'm doing, the idea of being like, all right, so now here we are at the thing, and now I'm going to be here with my homie. You see my homie, say, what's up, homie? Okay, we're going to do the thing. That's something so, that needs to get acquired. Right, you know so saying? you were experimenting and then what like you get diagnosed and it takes off like what what no oh that's why i'm even seeing all of this oh okay like, all right so i cut video for like a year and a half about fucking anything um and then one of the videos i cut about fucking anything was me going to get my infusion mm. and because I, I was already a year plus with nobody watching, by the way, 
of being like, all right, this is what I do right here, right now. And so I was like, all right, here I am, get my infusion and let, let's go. And wow, 3,000 people watched that video. I don't, wh- how many people were watching before? What? Oh. That, was that the, your first infusion or what was that? What, what were you getting infused with? Let's start there. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, yeah, no, I got to, I'm a, I know I'm going to lose my damn mind. I'm going to shut the wind. Get excited. Oh, no. oh, you I want right you to get there. excited. Yeah, go no, there. Please go. The Thank you. Thank you. Don't hold that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, what? No, no. So it, it was my first infusion. That's the thing. Wow. Thank you, lady. Um, that's the thing. Like, I was, I was on Copaxone. Um, and that, that was another reason why it's like, ugh, do I... Do, am I the multiple sclerosis guy? Because I was going through complex, Copaxone and Rebif. And Rebif, mm. I did not tolerate well at all. It was, flu? Did you get the flu? If the flu is the worst hangover you've ever had. Ooh, really? Ever. <laughs> That's... Oh wow! I didn't. I've never had that. I I I was on Avonex and I'd get the the worst flu ever. But I didn't know hangover. That you would catch a cold. Horrible. You would you would catch a cold and be like, <laughs> like what? I would just be nauseous, like sick to my stomach, not yeah, not be able to nauseous. move for like a good twenty. I'd have a twenty four hour flu every week without being contagious. <laughs> but wait, but hangover. I did. I don't think I've realized Dude. that. The, the flu-like symptoms for me was as if, like, my brain had swollen past my oh. cranium and oh. my skin oh. and the entire thing. Oh. And then just was out here, like, feeling the cool breeze and stuff. Oh. And this is your head for the entire day. And every square inch of it all is the most incredibly intense pain oh. you have ever felt. Which you might as well just have MS without the treatment. Like, it's bad Which, enough. like you say, like, oh, I had the cold once, or, you know, every other day or, or however times you took the frickin' Avonex. Right. But like, I t- you took the Rebif uh, three times a week. So, and you gotta fucking inject yourself and shit too. So you get the, right. you gotta do the, the You got the your sore spots. Oh my God, where did I do it? Oh, I did it in my butt this time. So let me do when it in my left arm. you can't sit down. Bruh, bruh. Oh yeah, and no, I used to be covered in spots. Covered in like bruises and like lumps and yeah, you know. Uh, well, now you're uh, on infusions or are you? So, yeah, yeah. no, I am. So no, okay. it just was like, oh bro. I gotta shake this. And my neurologist was like, yo, there's a new jam coming out. I think you're a, big, a good candidate for that. Matter of fact, why don't you jump on it? Um, and like, go not now, but right now. And so like, I, you know, <laughs> my Ovis copay card, which I really frankly have not figured out how to use. Uh, <laughs> um, I was patient number 500 some odd something on their copay thing. So like I I was in there, wow. Um, and it, so yeah, so I was already living a life with these hangover type things. And wow. Too, like I was already there, and, you know, just not vlogging about MS. I was not vlogging about it. 
and it was like well i mean why would you think to that's just so why 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 I, yeah that's so random why <laughs> why right it. Yeah. so the i was just only in the habit of making a video out of today what happened on Wednesday? Shit, I went to get a haircut, and I went over here to do the thing, and I did the thing. And watch me next week, can't buy uh, um, uh, But nobody's I'm interested just, in that. They're not nobody. interested in nobody. your normal life. People, it doesn't draw people. Which makes sense, but that's also why we think the world is always crashing and burning, because no one's covering the good days that you have but you want to talk about your suffering and, and people magnetize to it. And this is what I was starting to tell you the other day was like, there's something about even for a healthy person to kind of see someone else confront their mortality. It's, it's almost like voyeuristic. It, it's, it's like, I want to come and watch you suffer in a way and it's, it's, they're not coming at it from a negative perspective, nah, right? It's, it's nah. they're, they're well-intentioned, but I don't think we realize how much like we would prefer to watch someone suffering and how addicted we are to that. And that's why you run some terrible story. Everybody's watching the news on that. Nobody's watching how many COVID recoveries there are. They're like, oh my God, for how long could you not breathe? So all of a sudden you're like, my day's been great. And then you show your infusion and people are like, whoosh, let me watch. You know, correct, and this is why I'm like, I, I you need to finish that point because yes, that's correct. Also, I would love to see the how many people recover from COVID show. <laughs> I would love to see that show. I would watch that shit. It would just be like the Weather Channel, just nothing but like the LA Weather Channel. It's Seventy degrees. Like freaking graphics of stuff that happened. That's it. That's the show. Yeah. Oh, I would freaking love that show. Yeah, but um, you had the show that everybody wanted to watch. So I, I just don't even understand how you came up with, with videoing. you. I videoed my last infusion, but I mean, wow. Good for you for thinking of that. Because again, I was already doing it for over a year. And like, right. and making video, at first I was making videos to try to hey, engage with this. Hey, you know, try to spend all this time and, you know, keyword it and tag it and just, I put a lot, like, it's like, I went to Iceland. So it's like, oh yeah, great. I'm taking my camera and we're having adventures. Like, I'm in Mauritius now. Like, you don't even know where Mauritius is. Yeah, we're going to do all this. I'm on TV right now. I have a commercial. Yeah. Nobody watched. Wow. Um, and just because it's like, again, it's my man, it's my man. Like, I love this dude, he's hilarious. We have a lot of the same things in common. We went to this the same your, high school. This is your friend? Yes, Adam, okay. yes. Um, Adam Rose. Um, was it Happily Ever, Merrily Ever? What's the show on Netflix, Jesus Oh, I'm, I'm not the person to, to ask that. I barely yeah, watch TV. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I have friends in shows that I still haven't seen. <laughs> Merry, happy, whatever. Oh, that actually sounds pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, Mary Happy Whatever. Uh, one of the guys on that is on that show, Adam Rhodes. Um, he's a dude, he's a good friend. Like I, when somebody's craft, you, you try, when you have a, a stellar craft, 
and you recognize someone else's stellar craft, game recognize game. So I was like, all right, you know what? It, even if this doesn't feel comfortable to me right now, this doesn't feel like the right thing, or I feel like I should do something else. Adam says I should stick with this. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's all these travel videos and exotic places and funny stuff. And nobody watched. And so I was already doing this anyway. Um, and it was wow. like, all right, cool. So today I'm going to the infusion center. And again, 3,000 people watched it. <laughs> oh my God, wow. And so I made, I made more videos of my regular style. Nobody watched. And then oh. I made a follow-up to that infusion video. That was people watch. And I was like, you know, yeah. Richard Pryor, Montel Williams, those are the only black guys that I know with MS. How is you supposed to be the third black guy with MS in the history <laughs> of black guys with MS? Is this really what you're gonna do? I can introduce you to a few more if you if you want to feel like there are more of you well, in the well, club. Not to, well, not to I say know you're that. <laughs> No, 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 I know that there's plenty of black dudes out I'm there. I'm just teasing you. You know, for sure, for sure. But it's just like, no, bro, are you, you going to pivot on MS? What? Uh, like, that, it feels weird. It's like, what? It feels weird. Yeah, you don't want to be the MS person. I was always known as the MS girl. And like, at a certain point, you just kind of own it. Exactly. It's like, okay, uh, I'm going to be the MS guy. Yeah, and there's well, I it's a quote that I, I just I run it through my head a lot of times when I don't feel like doing something. I don't know who the hell said it, but the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure which you seek. One more time, oh the my. cave you fear to enter holds the treasure which you seek. Ah, uh, so, I have so much to say right now, <laughs> but you go, you go. I bet you want to know what I had to say and what treasure is awaiting in the cave, right? Well, you're going to have to tune in for part two of this incredible interview with Damien and get more of his infectious energy and profound life lessons. If you found this inspiring, let me just say, (laughs) this is just the tip of the iceberg. Oh my goodness, what an interview and what a man. I want to take this opportunity to share something really exciting for all of our listeners. If you have MS or any other autoimmune disease, then I want to share with you the course that I'm launching on July 19th. So when I am not a podcast host, I am an illness recovery coach, and usually I work one-on-one with clients ever since my diagnosis was changed to teach people the techniques that I use in order to recover and to get long-lasting relief from my symptoms. And it's working. It's working for others. It's truly incredible. And I'm so grateful that I get to do this, but I realize that not everyone's able to coach one-on-one with me. So I've created this course to give people the foundation, the techniques that I use to recover from MS that anyone else can apply to create wellness in their lives instead of illness. And I want you to have this. So if you are interested and want to participate in the course, go ahead and shoot me an email to hello at kayleyz.com. That's hello at k-a-l-e-y-z.com so that we will make sure to notify you when registration opens next week it's super limited so that i can still give everyone personalized attention so we're only accepting 25 people for this first round i can't tell you how much this course means to me i am so excited to share it with the world and i 
I firmly believe it's absolutely my life's mission to share with others how to harness their body's natural healing capacity. So I really, really hope you're going to join us, take advantage of this opportunity. And in the meantime, thank you so much for listening today. And I hope that it inspired you. I hope that if you are living with illness, that you can hear the joy and the energy in our voices that we are both living fulfilling lives despite some serious challenges. And Damien and I are looking forward to sharing part two of this super fun interview with you on July 13th. So we will see you there. And make sure you check out the show notes where you can find ways to support the MS community, ways to fund research. And certainly if you or a loved one are facing MS, we also want you to know that there are resources there for you to find support should not face this alone and we want you to know that it is possible to make lemonade out of these really really crappy lemons called ms so we hope that you'll join us on that path hey thanks for listening to stay up to date on all the happenings in lemonade land follow me on social media and the links in the description below or go to my website kayleyz.com that's k-a-l-e-y z as in zebra Have a sweet and refreshing day.